Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. How are you today? It is a Father's Day here, Sunday. I know I haven't been doing too many shows. I'm sorry about that, listeners. But I've been very busy. I told you about my wife's radiation treatment for her. Um, she's wrapping up her, her treatment for a lumpectomy. She allowed me to talk about it on there. And I spoke rather candidly, I think. Well, not, it's not. I, I guess I'm not being candid if I'm talking about someone else, but giving you a little look into my life and the keys. But yeah, we've been going up and back to Miami um, during the weekday, early in the morning. And it's a, a revelation. You know, it's really interesting uh, to see just the transition of atmosphere from the Keys to Miami on a daily basis and then back again to the Keys driving up there it's only when we put on the map I always put on the map application for directions because there's you know there's unforeseen events you know, traffic accidents and a route you to the, you know there's multiple ways you can get to where we're going to Miami or Miami Cancer Institute so it when you put it on, it just says it's 39 miles away, but it ends up being closer to 50, you know, the way highways are. It's as the crows fly, straight line from our house to the Miami Cancer Institute is less than 40 miles, but it takes it could take uh, 55 minutes, an hour and a half, depending on that. But after a while, driving up there, there's so many in South Florida, there's so many... It, alternate routes that have been created on the mainland so many different ways you could get there by highway and it'll on any given day it could route you on in five days five different ways into your final destination but it's funny after doing it for like 10 12 days you know 13 days you don't even really notice the transition when you go up there. You're driving to the Keys. People are a little aggressive down here, but you don't have to worry about it. When you get on the turnpike, they get hyper-aggressive. You could be going 10 miles over the speed limit, and then someone could be blown by you at an additional 30, 40 mile plus miles per hour faster. But right now, when we're driving up there, you know, first times when you're not used to Miami driving, you're kind of a little hyper-vigilant, looking out for everyone. But towards the end of this, <clears throat> we're vigilant, but, you know, we get in our lane, we go a certain speed, we try not to be passed by everyone, try not to pass a lot of people. That's my credo. I don't want to be passed by a lot of people or, or to pass a lot of people. The less interactions I have near cars, the better, the lower chance of a uh, collision. So you go up there and, you know, they're... Uh, you know, you can think about traffic and all that, but we have traffic down here. We get it. Whenever there's an accident, it's very few. There's very few alternate routes down here. And now we're in the summer. It's mainly weekdays. We get people coming down from Miami, more families that come down here, people using their vacation homes. And on the weekends, we get a little more business. This past week, on a Thursday, we had a private school come into our restaurant about 60 teachers and support staff from the private school. 
And they had a party from 8 to 12. They had a great time. Lovely group of people. I love bartending. And we were open about three hours later than we normally are on a Thursday night. We were open till 12 instead of 9 o'clock. And you'd think someone as crotchety and grumpy as me would be kind of miserable. I actually really enjoyed the music and the energy. The people were nice. And it's just... It was just nice. We have, we have the amount of business we need to stay open. Um, it's just, I, I realize a lot of people are going through a lot more pain and suffering. Not so much in this tourist destination, or it could be positioned where we are positioned as a business, a family restaurant, because people, you know, there's people that used to find dining a lot more. Maybe saying, "Listen, we're going to be going more family style." And uh, I don't know about down here if those higher-end restaurants are, are suffering. But we're doing all right. We're playing st- pretty steady, even with threats of you know recession and depression are right at our heels. And people are quite worried about that. Uh, I, I am traditionally, you know, from just listen to me, I'm kind of an anxious, worrywart. But uh, when it comes to big things like that, depression and recession, I know I have very little I can do about it. I could just do things to prepare at home, work, conserve cash, be careful about my outflow, uh, my financial outflow, be a good harbinger of my financial resources, my work, and taking care of my health. On that note, I got my second booster to give me another car. I know some of you people don't believe in the shots and all that stuff. That's fine. Uh, I just rely. I rely very heavily on uh, not being sick. It's one of my grand strategies of functioning and, and doing well is not becoming sick. So I've you've you've heard me talk about my health goals and things like that. I guess I just have to stay. The one thing I'm really not controlling, I'm doing a good workout, I'm controlling the weight, but I'm telling you, it's a real bitch to try to control my appetite for sweets. I'm just a crazy freaking nut about it. But enough about that. I told you we had the business, we had a nice party there, had a bunch of teachers there, ranging from in their 20s to people close to my age. Maybe... uh, they were all, I think I would have probably been the oldest person there. You know, I'm feeling, it's really sad when that happens. When you, almost every place you walk, if you're in a group of people, you're going you're gonna to end up being the oldest per- person in the room. And you might say, hey Jim, you just got to find friends close to your age. Maybe that is the solution. On another note, as here in the Keys as well as the rest of the United States and its territories and things like that. It is Father's Day. And I had a lovely conversation with my father. I had a really nice breakfast this morning. The wife made me uh, waffles and bacon and eggs and the daughter made some cupcakes for me. And a little later on today we're going to be doing steaks. It's my son. And it is... I know I didn't say anything about the weather today. It's been cloudy. Not exactly rainy. You heard some thunder and lightning. You see the clouds. A lot of times, 
You'll hear thunder, lightning crash, but you won't hear any rain down here. Just one of those things. We, it seems like the, the storms approach the keys, and sometimes they part when they get here. But we had plenty of rain lately, so I'm about to wrap up this section of the conversation. We talked about weather. So, this past week, a friend of the show, someone that doesn't listen to podcasts but knows of podcasts, she is uh, one of the people that goes to uh, the trivia night I've been working the last couple of weeks because when I'm filling in for a co-worker hasn't been feeling well. They gave me an idea, and they knew about my podcast. They said, hey, listen, Jim, I got an idea for a podcast. She told me the name. And I said, that's a great title. That's a great title. And that one might be a good thing to do. Uh, I'm calling it, uh, well, they, she's calling it. She came up with the title. It was Conk Chowder. Chatter. Right? It sounded like con- Conk Chowder. But it's conch chatter, C H A T T E R. And I was toying with the idea is what it's going to be new shows, going to be stories about the keys and all that stuff. You know, it's this one people were associated, did a show called This Day in Keys History. But I was thinking when I heard conch chatter, I said, that would be a great name. Because prior or right directly after, I, I don't, you know, I'm having a problem with time placement. One of the group was uh, recounting stories. They were recounting stories about these people. And the person was, I think her name was Horrible Helen. And another guy's name was uh, Flipper. Or Angry Irene or something like that. But they're talking about a story about something that happened. And it sounded like one of these Jack Kerouac, Charles Bukowski stories. If you're not familiar with Charles Charles Bukowski, he was an author in the mid to late 20th century. And he was a prolific writer. But he also was a very heavy drinker. And I don't know, he had all the trappings of being alcoholic. And all he would do was get drunk, get in fights, uh, have break up with his girlfriends, be thrown out of the house, and he had a very interesting life. But they referred to people there, you know, Stinky Joe and all that. They everyone had a nickname. And when the people down here, the long term Keys residents, when they talk about people, they all have nicknames. I mean, I have a nickname. Some people call me. Uh, bartending gym, big gym, spin gym. I mean, I'm sure there's people with no drink gym, asshole gym. I mean, there's probably tons of different names I have out there. I'm glad not one, I haven't had one tag me as as it did in, in Philadelphia. I got tagged at one of my, what, my old, which I kind of like the name. I embrace the name. You know, you can't, you really can't embrace um, you can kind of get your name out there if you want to pick a nickname. 
You know, I want to be known as this hot rod, hot rod Jimbo. Or short shot Jim. You know? But what happens is you pick a name and someone's going to probably make it. The connotation is not going to be so hot. Meaning, you can have a cool name and it could be attributed, it could work against you. There's the guy in this one group of people. He was a, a friend of mine down here, Tim. He was at a party and he, he and his wife, his now wife, uh, ran with a group of people. Nice group of people. Nice group of people. But this one guy, he loves knives. He lo- absolutely loves knives. Matter of fact, on birthdays, he almost ass- most assuredly he gives a, a knife to his friends. Like a buck knife, a folding knife, and things like that. So Tim tells me this story about... I, ha- I asked him about this name. He was calling their friend. And he says they were at a party, and they were getting ready for the party, and they were breaking down boxes. And he's sitting on a chair, and they're drinking. And the guy uh, says, oh, I'll do it. And he whips out his big uh, folding knife, and he starts cutting up the box. And he's doing it rather fast. And carelessly, because he proceeds to stab himself in the leg. And he starts wrapping himself up, and he's bleeding, and he's bleeding. Finally, they have to stop doing you know, whatever party and had to take him to the hospital. Because he, he hit, a, I don't know if he hit a major artery or something, he hit a vein. He was bleeding enough, he had to stop. So his nickname became Stabby. Stabby. And Stabby sounds like a good, you know, sometimes Stabby could be a scary name. If you worry about it, he just stabs a lot of people. And then people say, no, when you hear Stabby, he's saying, oh, he stabbed himself in the leg. Oh, well, that's not as scary, is it? Stabby. Matter of fact, Tim told me they were all hanging out on a boat. And uh, it was another friend's boat. And it was Stabby, Tim, and this other guy. And uh, it's a couple other guys. And they said the boat went out and he didn't have any extra fuel. He ran out of fuel. And Stabby says to him, he goes, oh man, we can, now I don't have to be Stabby anymore. My, the other guy can be the no fuel guy or gas, whatever. He was trying to come up with a name. And Tim says to him, he goes, looks at him very clearly in the face. And he says, no, I'm afraid not. You're always going to be Stabby. Yep, and you just can't shake it. Like I said, in Philadelphia, my name, nickname in uh, my local ball was Jim Horan, the girly man. Because I started doing this bit with this guy, this Hans or Franz routine from Saturday Night Live. These two Germanic uh, bodybuilders, and we pretend to be Hans and Franz. And they'd always call other guys girly men. Right? And we do this whole bit, and all of a sudden I became Jim Horan, the girly man. And I just, I took it. And some people say, is he a girly man? Meaning, is he girl-like? And I just embraced it. And the girly man became kind of like a name. At least in my head, I wasn't girl-like. Girls liked me. So, I took it that way. I don't know really how to describe that. But... 
when I get to make the long story short, I thought that would be a great thing talking about the stories down here in the Keys. I mean, there's stories everywhere. There's stories everywhere. But down in the Keys, there's a lot of people. There's stories of people finding cocaine in bales and pot. You just got to get them to talk. And some of the people are dead, so they can talk about them and things like that. There's great stories. There's great stories down here. And it's when Michelle came up with the um, the title, the Conk, you know, the Conk Chatter podcast. It still sounds like the way I say it, Conk Chowder. But it's chatter. And you know, whenever there's something interesting to do or something creative, when that when when the wheels start turning for me, I get excited. So I go in there, I go to uh, I look up a domain, I try to see if I can buy it. I couldn't buy the original one, someone still has it. You know? And you know me, I don't give a shit. I'm saying, well, they own conch chatter chatter. Oh, okay. So I put I bought the Conk Chatter podcast. And that's what the show, that'll be what it's called now. Because you don't want to just do, I guess I could have just done Conk Chatter. But I said, then I'd have to negotiate with someone for it. And if anything would work, then, you know, some, you know people buy podcasts all the time. Or domain names all the time. Hoping to get it. No one bought Keys Bartender, though. I'm so sure. I'm surprised. Florida Keys. Florida Keys. Florida Keys Bartender. Well, when, when I hear a good title or something like that, I always think, well, let, let's pick the title and then go backwards from that. You know, some people, this, you know, they come up with a story and then they go up with the title. And... For me, I work kind of backwards. I mean, that's how, I mean, at least that's how I got inspired. So I went to Twitter and I see what I can get there and I put the Twitter, the conk, put conk chatter. I think the conk chatter is a Twitter one. I may have to change that handle again. The conk chatter podcast. Is that redundant? Chatter, conk chatter. I want to just call it conk chatter. But I call it Conk Chatter. And then I got the Conk Chatter podcast. Right? I think that'll work. Who knows? It could be convoluted. I'm always looking for the next big thing. I'm still going to do an Akeem's Bartender podcast, but the Keys Bartender podcast is more of a function of my Fakakta ideas. Right? Like today, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to talk about Father's Day. I spoke to my father on the phone. And we're talking ideas. We're talking about family members and things like that. It was funny. Uh, my sister, who has been on the show once, recently spoke to my father, and they were talking about camping. And my sister said to my father, Oh, I love camping. And my father goes to her, You don't love camping. You never go camping. You haven't gone camping. She goes, When I was a child, I used to go up to the cabin. And my father says, you were, you had to go up the cabin. You didn't choose to go up the cabin. And my idea was, hey, the cabin wasn't camping. Yeah, you used an outhouse. But after that, what part of camping did you do? You never, 
you never cooked, you never made a bed, you never did anything like that. I mean, there's no camping at the cabin. It's kind of like you're in a place where it could be comparative to a campground, but we really like camping. Camping to me is the tent on the ground and my I just remember my sister I think we she might have done some camping when she was eight years old when my father took us and my younger brother and my mother to the Solomon Islands and we camped I remember going camping with Peg and I think that's the only time she went camping we were in a tent we had sleeping bags and all that stuff and then you know with kids you don't really care you're sleeping outside you love that shit I mean, you can say, get to sleep outside. There's going to be a fire. You're going to be eating hot dogs, marshmallows. Just going ape shit over that stuff. And then I went in the Boy Scouts and we did that. And we did, it was funny, we did all our camping in the wintertime. We camped in Valley Forge. And in February, we were on a campground. We went on camping in February. And I remember we went on a long hike through Valley Forge campground. It was like, little less than 20 degrees Fahrenheit at night it was it was like near zero we couldn't get the the uh, the stakes in the ground because the ground was frozen we were using rocks <laughs> it was it was it was cold it was cold we were I mean we were trying everything you know sleeping with all our clothes on and stuff like that you know you're not supposed people say you're not supposed to do that and it's like when you're cold you're going to do everything Wrap yourself up. We not a, not all of us had. We had summer weight. Some of us had summer weight sleeping bags, and it was it was a little south of twenty degrees at night outside. Yeah, we did it, and we did you know cooked food over fires and stuff like that. Goulash. I mean, that, it's a pain in the ass cooking outside if you're doing a uh, trying to make a diverse meal, right? That's a pain in the ass. Unless you have, a, obviously, a grill. A grill's like it. having your kitchen, your fucking kitchen outside. I'm talking about c- cooking over fire. I remember a kid tried to make uh, a gingerbread. Had like a pack of gingerbread, and he was making it in a coffee can. And I was 11 years old, and I said, well, how you, you, he said, he says, well, you put it in the fire, and you let the coals finish. Well, how do you get it out? Because the coffee can had the ridges, and I said, it's not going to, slide out he goes oh yeah it's supposed to slide out and I said how's it going to slide out you got the so it turned out it was just a bunch we got then you know after four hours or two hours it kept them we had a bunch of dried gingerbread burnt on the outside and just a bunch of crumbs we were eating but you know what you know what tastes good when you haven't eaten that much and you're eating just like hot dogs and th- in, in 20 degrees weather you know what tastes good? Everything tastes good. Because you know what? That's the food. And the bologna, you know, bologna sandwiches. If you're going to defrost a bologna. I mean, you've got people calling, bringing coolers out. I never really understood that. As a kid, I go, well, isn't, um, we says we need the coolers for bears. And I said, we're in Valley Forge. There wasn't any bears there. They had a King of Prussian Wall, I think, was about five miles away. I mean, they could have probably just stuck it in, the, left it in the trunk of the car, and everything. I mean, the cooler could have been there to keep this food from getting warm. But I just remember eating frozen bologna and frozen bread, 
which is not a hardship, obviously, in different places of the world. People are lucky to eat in frozen maloney. But that's the things we do on Father's Day. You call up your father, and he reminisces about stories like that. About my sister wanting to go camping. Or saying that she loves camping. And she's really, she's never gone camping at 60 years old. And you know, it's funny, at this age of my life, I'm thinking, do I really want to camp outside? I see people sleeping outside. It's like, uh, you know, you got no seams. We have some mosquitoes here this time of year, especially with the wet weather. And it's got to be hell. It's got to be hell for some of these people. And we got a really... Uh, I guess they don't do much of a census for homeless people down here. But there seems to be a lot of them down here. I see them sitting around, new new homeless, from out the out of the area. I'm saying from out of the area because there, I haven't seen those homeless there before. There's other homeless that are roaming around in in the Florida Keys. We actually talk to them here. We actually talked to them. Some used to live down here and uh, in a house, and then they, you know, they had something substance abuse problem, and they wind out living in the woods. And obviously, they're—I'm not saying they're thriving, but they're not—they're not being decimated by the weather. It's not really that crazy. You're not—you're not, you're not going to—you know—you get the cold nights down here. You're like it's down to 58, and you just got to deal with the heat. So how did I get here? I'm talking about talking to my father. It's Father's Day, and I decided to do a podcast, create create another one. And there's always seems to be things. What am I going to do? What am I going to talk about that? How am I going to talk about that? I'm just going to have to be that conch chatter. is going to have to be chatter. Conch chatter is going to have to be a group of people that come and have stories to tell about their stories. Right? I don't think it's going to be news because there's, there's always things about news. I want it to be something that's much like Rick Gasly, never going to give you up. I want it to be timeless. Meaning, 20 years from now, someone will be listening up to it and they say, oh, this old, old fuck is talking about to old Keys people or people that live in the Keys. I don't know if that's to be old Keys people. There's people that grew up here. There's people that are 20, 30 years old. They grew up, spent their whole life here. My daughter grew up in the Keys. She's a Keys girl. So... We'll see how that works out. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, since this is a live show, I can just close this off. I'm going to close the music. I know, I'm sorry, we're going to be wrapping up. Uh, Abby has her final radiation treatment on Thursday. I'm hoping on Friday I'll be able to do another. Uh, I have been uninspired because I've been so tired. Getting up uh early in the morning, not sleeping well at night. It's not that we're not giving myself enough sleep, but, you know, when you get to a certain age, I'm not going to bitch. When you wake up, sometimes you have a hard time going back to sleep. I'm more fortunate than most because I get at least five hours most of the time. I work better on seven, seven and a half, like everyone else. And I, I did really well last night. And I'm hoping we can do that, do that tonight. And I hope, I wish the best for you. And uh, stay tuned in the next, I guess it's two weeks. Within the next two weeks, I'll have the first episode of Conk Chatter on this. Conk Chatter. 
You know, it's really going to be interesting because is it my accent or just the way I say it? Now, conk, when I say conk for you listeners out there, conk is the term that people use for people of the Keys, people that were born in the Keys, natives of the Keys, conk, C-O-N-C-H. It's spelled conch, but in the Keys they call it conk. In the rest of the world, most of the places, if they speak English or to use that phrase, they say conch. And I, I got I to gotta find out if I can license the picture that I have on there already. But since I'm not really doing anything with it right now, it doesn't really affect it. At least I have a picture that's kind of appropriate for it. Well, thanks again for listening. I will be back uh, tomorrow's Monday. I'll probably be back tomorrow. I'll do, do another show tomorrow. Uh, happy Father's Day to our fathers. All my regular listeners, all my irregular listeners, thanks for following me on Spreaker. Remember, we're going to be on Anchor, so there's going to be it's going to be a little different. You may hear a different sound or something like that. Hopefully, the sound quality stays uh, the same or better. That's my goal. It's always my goal. My my sound. I don't want my sound quality to get worse. I just want it to be a constant state of increase. I said, boy, in the beginning Jim sounded like dog shit. Now he just feels, sounds like human shit. Or whatever. Whatever the gradient going up from dog shit. Okay, well have a great day and I'll talk to you later. Bye.